Hey everyone, I'm your host Matthew Johnson and you're listening to the Lifetime Podcast. This podcast is devoted to sharing people's stories and experiences. It's founded off the idea that everyone has a story to tell and that it's our experiences in life that both connect us with each other while giving each of us that unique touch. I hope you're ready for another half hour of random lighthearted conversation as well as discussions about life. This week our show is co-hosted by Nick Clark as we talk everything Annie. Hey, yes, you heard me right. This show is all about Opelika High Theater's upcoming production. We talk about the show, we chat with director Revel Gulston, and of course, who better to discuss Annie with than Annie herself. We have Sabrina Hansen, who will make her debut performance, so we go in-depth about that and a lot of other things. If you'd like to support what we have going on here at Lifetime, head down below into the description of wherever you're listening, and you will find a link to merchandise. If you know someone with a good story to tell, you can send us a message on Twitter at LifetimePod, or you can send me a message on my Instagram at MJRyan1221, or I'm on Twitter at MrJohnson1221. Now, without further ado, let's send you on over to the studio with myself and Nick Clark. All right, so we're here with Nick Clark again. He's co-hosting this show, and this is the Lifetime Podcast, in case you didn't pay attention to the intro. Um, just want to go ahead and say thanks to Kicker 97.7 for letting us use their studios. If you want to go find Nick's episode from last week where we took a preview at football, you can do that on Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or Stitcher. Nick, how's your day gone so far? It's going great. It's it's going pretty great. Uh, pretty great? Yeah, my predictions from last week were actually pretty right for the most part, and uh, I actually... Got in a little competition with my brother-in-law and all of his brothers. And did you? Yeah, I I actually won yesterday with all my predictions. So pretty happy. So So yeah, you can go out and check last week's episode. This week we are talking about Annie. For those of you who aren't listening, or for those of you who are listening who aren't from the Opelika Auburn area, Opelika High Theater Society um, is putting on Annie. uh, That's for the high school in the Opelika Performing Arts Center. Really good show. I'm in it. I'll talk about my own contribution later. We'll have the director, Rebel Golston, call in in about two minutes here. Um, Nick, you graduated on this past year. Mm-hmm. Um, you were a part of theater for three years or four? Four. You were a part for all four. Um, so this will be yeah. the first show that you're not a part of yep, for several seven. years. Well, are you going to come watch it? Yes, I have plans to come watch it. Perfect. Support y'all. Thank you. I do miss y'all. We would appreciate it. (laughs) Theater's great. Opelika High Theater is great. Really, all theater is great in general. You should definitely go support. Um, But we here at Opelika have the great honor to be able to uh, practice in some really great facilities. We have over um, over a thousand seats. It is we have Broadway shows come in. If that tells you anything about the theater show um, or the theater. I guess the building, you, the, 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 the facilities, the OPEC, yeah. facilities is the word I'm looking for. The facilities itself are really top notch. They're really great. So we are, we are definitely honored as students to be able to come in and walk across the stage that a lot more famous and more talented people have walked across before. Um, before we dive directly into Annie, Nick, I know you had the ability to take not only high school shows, but some Broadway shows um, for the most part in a way, um, or at least help out and, and, and be a part of yeah. um, that whole process. Will you just go ahead and tell us a little bit about that? 
Well, it's a whole lot different than a, you know, a high school show. I mean, a lot more high-strung people too. They really care about their work. They um, they don't play around either. I mean, you may have some joking moments, but they they are very serious of what they do, and it's it's really not a joke. Um, if you do something wrong, you're going to get yelled at for it. I mean, even with the high school program, I mean, yeah, you're going to get yelled at for doing something wrong, but. You're, I mean, I don't have a paycheck coming from the high school it's when I get do something wrong. Unlike a Broadway show, if I do something wrong, they can deduct my pay. You know, so I mean, it's a lot more of a risk, I guess, taking a Broadway show. Because, like, I know we had a former student, Cole Brown. Um, he used to do some lighting for the Broadway shows, and and he was telling me like he he got deducted paycheck. <clears throat> excuse me. He got deducted from his paycheck for like shaking the light on like just because of how unstable the lights were at the time. He got his pay deducted just because it looked bad from the director. So he got. Wow. Yeah. So that was. But they don't play around at all. It's it's actually really quite amazing. Mm-hmm. They do put on some good shows. What was your favorite show from high school or Broadway? What was your favorite show to tech? Chicago. All right. Why? That was. I don't know. I, that was just the best show. I loved Chicago. Loved the music in it. Loved how, like, I don't know. I just, I guess I loved that play. Was that the first show you tanked? No, that was my fourth show. My first show was um, Wizard of Oz, I think. Okay. And then it was Drowsy Chaperone, Frog and, no, Harvey, ah, Chicago. Yes. Okay. But that, Chicago was your freshman year, right? Yes. Yeah. Now, I know you also take show choir, right? I did this past year for just this year. Okay. But no, actually, no, I was not a show choir tech. Okay. You just assisted. No. I was you in the band. Not. Oh, then, you were in the band. I mean, they yeah. were doing that. Okay. Yeah, see, Goldston and everybody has you wrapped up in their minds. <laughs> I was a show choir tech. I wasn't. I feel played. You were very played. <laughs> Speaking of plays. Hey. Transition. Speaking of plays, um, Annie is coming up. It will open September 27th for those of you in the area or for those of you outside of the area who would want to come in and check it out. We'll give you a complete rundown. That's what this podcast is for, is to give you as much of a preview of that as possible. Um, but Annie is a Broadway musical. It's based on the popular Harold Gray comic strip, Little Orphan Annie. The music is done by Charles Strauss, lyrics by Martin Chapman, and it's based on the uh, book by Thomas Meehan. The original production, the original Broadway production, I should say, not ours. Um, the original Broadway performance was opened in 1977 and ran for about six years. It spawned numerous productions in many countries as well as national tours. It won the Tony Award for the Best Musical. And the songs Tomorrow and His Hard Knock Life are among its most popular musical numbers. And in case you were wondering, yes, I did read that off the internet. Just because I feel like that would encompass it better. Actually, that came um, out of your brain. Yes. So you, you, it went from the internet to your brain. To my brain. It came, went to your mouth. So, it? yes, it did come from my brain. No plagiarism, right? That's yeah. That's how that works. You, you twisted a few words, right? I did. It was not verbatim. Yeah, so, I mean, so, there you go. Exactly. You, you really didn't. It's how you do essays. <laughs> All right, so again, we, as far as our lineup goes today... <clears throat> We have Revel Golston, who should be calling in um, 
hopefully within the next five to ten minutes is when I told him, in the 340 to 350 range. Of course, you listening here on the podcast, who won't be actually three, there he is, I think, right now. So let's go ahead and see if we can get Revel Ghoston on the lines. Let's see. Uh, hello, good sir. Hello, good sir. This is Danny Wompuck speaking. Is this Revel Golston? This is Revel Golston of Opelika High Theater Society. I was calling to reach the Daddy Warbucks. Ah, yes, this is he. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So, tell us about the upcoming Annie production that you have coming up. Well, in about a week and a half, it's only a little ways away. Uh, We open on September 27th on the weekend on Friday. Uh, coming up in a couple of weeks. We're actually at the theater right now working on set construction and scenery and other things for the show. We've been rehearsing for about six, seven weeks already since the last week in July, and it's about time for the 2019-2020 season to open with Annie on a two-weekend run. So tell us, give us a little bit of the story synopsis. Um, I know a lot of people who listen to this may have seen the movie but not necessarily the play. So tell us a little bit about what the musical is like. Well, there is a slight difference. The movie does take a little bit of the music and dancing and some of the choreography out of it. So even if you're familiar with any of the movies that have been made over the last handful of years, uh, the original Annie struck from a comic strip that was actually uh, written back in the 20s and 30s, and that was later later turned into uh, the stage play. And this version is very similar to the movie. You still have all of your favorite characters for the most part in the show. It is about a little girl who aspires to get out of the orphanage where she has been staying and try to find her real parents. And so she always has the lifelong goal of escaping her orphanage and Mrs. Hannigan, who runs the orphanage. And Luckily, she has chosen to go spend the Christmas season in Daddy Warbucks's mansion. It's an annual thing that Daddy Warbucks does to help out the orphans and have one of them come spend the Christmas season with him. Normally, he gets a little boy, but this year, his secretary, Grace, brings back Annie, a little girl, and kind of changes the whole perspective of the world as I told you the play takes place in the late 20s, early 30s with the Great Depression and other things happening in America that were not the happiest moments. But Annie, the eternal optimist, was able to rectify numerous events that she came in contact with just with her positive spirit and her ability to just see the silver lining and everything. And so while she's with Daddy Warbucks, she gets to meet the President of the United States and help out FDR, figure out the New Deal for America, and she even gets to influence the old hard-headed Daddy Warbucks into being a loving, caring parent figure. And she finds great success at the end and ultimately gets what she wants, so the eternal optimist will eventually find a positive, happy ending, as you can imagine. All right. Well, you're entering almost your second decade of doing these shows what separates Annie from the rest? Well, I you know, have been trying to figure out one thing I promised myself years ago was that I would never try to do uh, any shows twice. As In my long tenure here at the Theater Society, I've been trying to find different shows that will challenge us and some things that we've never done before. We also 
found out a couple of years ago how much we enjoy doing family productions or community productions. And so there's only a small handful of those that are in the theater Broadway world that we're able to pull in. And so Annie's been on my watch list for a while. It was one of my sister's favorites growing up. And I'm not going to say it wasn't one of my favorites, too. Uh, but it, my sisters definitely enjoyed watching the movie on repeat when I was a child. And, and it brings a lot of memories. And I haven't done too many shows in my 20 years or so, like you said here, uh, that I feel I have a attachment to my youth. And there's been a few, and I really enjoy when that happens. And so this one brings out a youthful spirit even in myself and makes me remember when I was a child. And I think that's what it's going to do for a lot of the adults that are around my age and even older as they remember how they grew up with Annie. And as I mentioned earlier, that there's been many, many film versions that have been adapted and changed over the years. So most everyone is somewhat familiar with little redheaded Annie. So for those who are listening who may be from outside of the Auburn-Opelika area, tell us a little bit about Opelika as a city, um, the performing arts center that you get to put on your productions in. Just kind of describe that. Um, for those who, like I just said, may not be from the area. Well, I've been spoiled over the years, as I like to say. We do have a state-of-the-art performing arts center attached to our high school on campus here. It was built in 1987, so she is a little dated, but she still is very, very apt to putting on great productions, especially for the community and the students here. Um, we're able to do many things, like I said, spoiled because we're able to do many things that a lot of high school programs don't get to do. Um, our stage uh, gives us ability to bring in larger set pieces and fly scenery. And heck, we've even flown people before. And so it allows us here in Opelika with the center that we've had and that we're able to put our productions on in. It allows us to seem possibly a little bit more professional or on a higher scale than Maybe we even are, because most high school theaters are looked at as being a different kind of theater. Uh, but we enjoy when people come to see our productions that they usually walk away saying they felt as if it was professional or they felt as if the, the, the production style and everything that happened with the show made it seem like something that was more of a, a bigger deal than just your normal high school play. Well, I know you're busy, so I'll let you get back to work here. Thanks for coming on. Right, but, uh, real quick before you go, will you just let everyone know uh, ticket prices, where they can come see it, um, and who they can get tickets from? Yes, sir. Uh, the students in the show actually are selling tickets, and we'll have some tickets on sale here. The good news slash bad news about our amazing space is that we have 1,172 seats, and so I still have yet to date in those 20 years yet to sell anything out. Uh, so you can definitely buy them at the door. You can get them uh, as you just walk up. We open, like I said, on September 27th, and it runs through that weekend, the 28th and the 29th. And then the next weekend, there is a football game on Friday night. So we're going to go ahead and do the show again on Thursday night, October 3rd. And then October 5th will be Saturday. And then October 6th is when we're going to close it, and it'll be on that's a Sunday. And the Sunday shows, the 29th and the 6th, are at 3 o'clock. All other shows are at 7 o'clock. And tickets are $10 for students and $15 for adults. All righty. Well, thank you for calling in.
No problem. Thank you, Daddy Warbucks. We'll see you back here tomorrow. I will be there. All righty. Well, you just heard from, again, Opelika High Theater Director Revel Golston talking on their new or their upcoming production, Annie. There will be four shows this year. I know that they, um, they dipped back down and went to three last year. Um, but there will be four this year. Annie kicks all that off. Like he said, um, is their family production this year. Last year, they ended on their family production with The Little Mermaid. Um, here, let me turn you on here, Nick, so you can actually um, be heard. That was a huge success, though, Little Mermaid. Little, Mer- Little Mermaid. I can't talk today. Little Mermaid was a huge success. Um, and it was really great to be a part of. To get to, see. It's really great to see when kids really get into a show. Um, because that's really, I mean, we, I think we can all remember being fascinated by something as a kid. Um, and just to be a part of something that, um, that is that little, you know, that's to be a part of something that little kids are going to grow up and remember, um, as being amazing. You know, the fact that they got to meet Ariel, they got to meet Prince Eric. Um, not only does it make the movie come more alive to them, but, um, it just creates lifelong memories, helps out theater, of course, but it just creates, you know, that sense of wonder in kids. That's, that's really awesome to be a part of. So we have Sabrina Hansen, who plays Annie. She will be coming on in about five, six minutes. So until then, um, we've already kind of given you a synopsis of the show. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let Nick ask me. I am a part of it, if you haven't figured it out. I, I actually am Daddy Warbucks. Golston wasn't um, really just joke. He was joking around, but he wasn't at the same time because I am Daddy Warbucks. If only I could method act and be just as rich. But, um, <laughs> don't we wish all. Don't we all wish. Don't we all. I'm going to go ahead and let this next five minutes be Nick's time to ask any questions he asks. Because like we were talking about earlier, he hasn't been a part of this production for the first time in four years. So I'm sure there's maybe some behind-the-scenes access questions that he's got um, or that he'll have to come up with on the top of his head <laughs> if he Ooh. doesn't already have them. So, Nick... The next five minutes are yours. Ooh. Take a, taking them away. That should be this should be fun. It should be. Um, let's see. So Matthew, so you've been a part of a theater program for a while now. I know you were some. You went to Wetumpka and you were part and some there, and you've definitely been a part of here. Can you just give us a little like brief explanation of how you got into theater and how you wanted to, why you wanted to be in the theater programs? Okay, so that's a good one. Um, so I personally got into theater because of a family friend who did Auburn Community Theater. And Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I had done some like school theater way back in like third grade. I did a Seussical the Musical. And to be honest, I can't remember that far back to tell you why I wanted to do that. I just thought it'd be fun. Because um, it was, and it was. Daughter Seuss. Exactly. So it was fun. Um, so I think I kind of had that background where I knew that I liked theater. And so then when I moved on up, um, seventh grade, I think it was this time period that I'm talking about now, where this friend approached me about Auburn Area Community Theater doing um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and he told me I should audition. And so I did, and I got casted as his dad. Um, little to be known how much of a stereotype that would become. Um, but... So yeah, I was casted as the dad, and then at the end of the year, they were saying that they were going to do Peter Pan the next year. And I was like, ha, 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 ha. yeah, I'm not doing that. There's no way 
you were casting me in a musical. Um, <laughs> Little did you know. Yes. So, <laughs> oh, what a journey has been since then. Um, so I went that whole rest of the year. They only they only put on one like teen production a year. So I went through the next year and didn't get involved at all. And then it came close to time to audition and um, the family friend, again, encouraged me to audition. And so I was like, okay, I'll try, but I need some help. So I got one of the, the stage manager, her name's Anna Munoz. She helped out um, singing-wise enough for me to be able to get in. I played Mr. Darling and an Indian, dual-rolled there. And from there, I moved on to Opelika High Theater and was very, very, very fortunate to be cast in Children of Eden, which to start off on a play, for that to be a starting play, that was just one of the greatest experiences I may ever have had in high school or may yeah, ever have. Um, for me. that to be something that starts off my high school career really set the bar very, very high. I was surrounded by a ton of talented, talented people, um, I've, of course, maybe they're distorted through the lens of me being a freshman. But even now, I think that they were some of the most talented people I've had the ability to work with, especially as a whole. Um, and so we won a film festival here in Alabama they have called Trumbauer. And that's a high school um, theater festival. And we were one of the two plays selected out of, out of Alabama to go and compete against other schools from across the southeast at the Southeastern Theater Conference in Lexington, Kentucky. And so that whole year was a complete blast. And then, of course, as you know, I've done high school theater um, ever since then. And now I'm Daddy Warbucks, and we will talk about that after Sabrina calls in. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's really been crazy, the journey that I've come on. Singing still to this day has been a struggle. Um, this play is really where I've had to start putting that behind me and keep working on it. But... Um, it's always been fun for me to act, and I think part of it is is that um, whether it's the you know me needing to vent some kind of emotion or whether it's me wanting to um, portray a message to an audience, it's always a way to do those two things in a nice, effective manner. You know, I'm not going to go out and um, it's just another medium for you to instead of making bad decisions to kind of escape and um, become someone else. For a little bit and escape from your own self and it's also for me just fun when you get these really meaningful um, plays like like daddy warbucks's character i feel like really plays into a lot of emotions of parents um or even orphans because daddy warbucks little be known was actually an orphan too and so it's really fun to be able to see these emotional characters and to be able to connect to them and find a little bit of us i think that's the big thing is that i can if i can find a little bit of me in each character um, it, it helps me out to be able to assess my own self, and then it helps the audience out in that way. Like you said, I did some stuff with Watumka. I mainly did that. Um, I did community theater while my dad lived down there over the summer, and so I went and helped with their helped out with their community theater, and that brought some interesting memories. Um, I would say that the worst production that I've ever been a part of was there, and it wasn't their fault. It was because my step or ex stepmother at the time insisted on me and my brother getting involved in that theater. Um, but the summer program that they put us in was one for like first through fifth grade. And I was in eighth grade at the time. 
So that made for an interesting week. But hmm. I went back as a counselor to that. I was actually older than one of the counselors that year. Wow. But yeah, it was an interesting week. But I came back the last two years as a counselor, and that was really fun. Got some high-energy kids there that I got to talk to. Let's see here. Sabrina is having some difficulty calling in. Haha, <laughs> Matthew put the wrong number in. Oops. She probably called, like, Walmart instead. Person answers at Walmart. She's like, is Matthew Johnson there? <laughs> Matthew Johnson answering Walmart. <laughs> Could you imagine that? I was one digit off, by the way. Ah. I will I will say. I put in my It was the last um, last couple of digits I put in my phone number. There she is. It's flashing. Hey. So we will pause my own um, conversation. We will resume that uh, after Sabrina calls. Hello, Sabrina. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for calling in on Sunday. Sabrina um, Hansen is Annie, and we have already talked to the Oblanca High Theater Director, Revel Golston. He gave us a little bit of a rundown of the play. Um, so before we kick things off here with Sabrina, a.k.a. Annie, Sabrina, how's your day gone so far? It's been pretty good, really relaxing. I'm good. Got a, got a yeah. relaxing Sunday in? Yes. <laughs> All right, so Sabrina, you are a sophomore already getting into, the, is this your first show that you've been a part of? Yes, my first show ever. All right, so your first show ever, you get the lead. Talk about what that emo or talk about what was running through your head when you found that out well i've been like waiting all day to see the list and everything but when i found out it's like i was speechless i really didn't know what to expect because i wasn't like thinking i was going to get the lead and then i didn't know how to react <laughs> but <laughs> i got really emotional I was just like, whoa, this is crazy, and it didn't even hit me until later, but it was it was such a cool, like, crazy thing. Talk to us about your audition. How do you think that went? My audition was pretty good. I had taken this class, the director's class, the pre like, that semester, and so I just tried out for fun, and I tried out for, like, an extra, an ensemble, and I sung Hard Knock Life. It, and I thought it went pretty well. I messed up a little bit, but my singing was good. And I thought I did pretty well. And then I got called back, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that That's cool. And so I went to the callbacks, and they did the audition for, you know, different individual parts. And I tried out for Annie, and I sung Tomorrow. And I felt really confident in that. I was I thought that I did pretty good in that, and I was, like, really happy, but I did not expect to get the lead, but I thought <laughs> I did pretty good. Talk about some of the challenges that you faced um, in, to, in being not only in your first production, but you know, as the lead. Well, I've tried to, like, be ahead of the game. You know, I've tried to memorize all my words and my lyrics and really practice them and put forth the effort, even though, Sometimes they're a little rushed for practice. I'm just trying to squeeze in a few minutes of practice with homework and school and life and all that. But it's just been, it's really a humbling experience to be able to, like, kind of be a leader for your first year and be able to meet new friends and everything. So I've really enjoyed it, though. 
do you feel like you can do you feel like there's any part of Annie that you can connect to or that you have connected to over these past couple of months? Well, I feel like she, so the character Annie, she's an optimist. And for the most part, I feel like I'm pretty optimistic about things. I always try to, you know, lift people up and encourage people when things are doing and I feel like that fit my character and not someone who likes to put down people and so I felt like that really just was easy to connect with and easy to, you know, understand. And so that was a really, like, convenient part of that. So over the past couple of months, what about being involved in this production has really stood out to you as, um, yeah, just what stood out to you? What's been really cool? What's been interesting? What's something you've learned? Just something along those lines. What stood out to you? me probably the most is like well of course like meeting new people and seeing how unique everyone is and how everyone just comes together in theater and how much we've grown since the beginning and also just personally for me how much I've like come out of my shell because I've never done anything like this before and I was like kind of more reserved and quiet and I just able to open up to people and not be afraid of what people think about me especially when I'm practicing and doing the same for others, not judging others. And so I think it's also just cool to see like the sets and everything come together. It's been really awesome. So you will take the stage for the first time in just a little over a week, about almost two weeks or a little less, somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what in, what's going through your head in this week before the show week? What are you, what are you expecting from that? What are your hopes and fears? excited like I'm not I'm scared and nervous too like most people are but I'm also really excited to just put it on and be able to be confident because I feel like I've got most of my things down and I just hope that everyone can come together and get everything you know the best of, of that it can be and I believe that we can do that we have we can people are really determined and if we work together but yeah I am nervous too because I don't want to like choke up or anything and yeah. I don't think I will, but I hope that we put on a good performance, which I think we will. All right, Sabrina. Well, thank you for your time. Again, Annie will open on the 27th. You can go buy tickets from Sabrina. Um, so yeah, again, <laughs> thank, thank you. you for your time. All right. You have a good rest of your of day. Course. All right. See you later. All right. Bye. All right. So, that was Sabrina Hansen. She is Annie. Again, um, this is her first production, so um, that'll be very very nerve-wracking. I cannot imagine me coming in here as a freshman or a sophomore, really. Definitely not my first production and being a lead. And being able to work alongside her, she has really been very mature about the process, in a lot of ways even better than myself, about as far as just coming in. And like she was saying, she definitely has come in prepared, ready to go. She's got this part down. Um, so it'll be, it's been a real honor to be able to work beside her these past couple of months, and it will be an honor these next two to three weeks before the show's over and we move on to the next thing. Um, so, again, we have talked to Revel Golston, Sabrina Hansen, about the upcoming Opelanka High Theater um, production of Annie. The rest of the year, in case you were interested, will feature 
The Apple Tree, which will have myself, Rebecca Wilson, and Ryan Johnston. That will be, if you remember earlier where we were talking about Trumbauer competitions, that's the Trumbauer show. And then we have Black Comedy, which will be sometime in a January slot. And then Little Shop of Horrors. Of course, I always thought that that was Whores. I'll be honest. I always thought, up until I read the title for this show, I've always thought that everyone was saying Little Shop of Whores. <laughs> I did too, honestly. <laughs> but it's uh, Little Shop of Horrors, and that'll be the kind of big production at the end of the year to close out my high school career. Um, so we've heard from Annie. We've heard from the director. Um I play Daddy Warbucks, so I'll give my little spiel before... I won't give away too much because I want to let Nick ask some more questions, even though he was texting me while I was talking to Sabrina and telling me that I took all of his questions. Um, but I'm sure he can definitely either reword them or find uh, some better ones. But I definitely can. Perfect. Hopefully. Um, so, yeah, I play Daddy Warbucks. He is a rich multi-millionaire, if not billion. I think he's actually a billionaire because I, I believe one of my lines is to say that I have a multi-billion dollar company, corporation. So, um, yes, I am a multi-billionaire. I wish I could method act like I was saying earlier. I, w- I really do wish I could be rich for this one just you, for a few months. You would have your own setup at home, wouldn't you? Exactly. <laughs> um, but it's really, I connected through this character a lot emotionally just because there is a lot of heart in him he kind of goes you can you can see him become go from this being a jerk at the beginning to softening up to this little girl who's kind of come in and touched his heart and made him realize that um, aside from all his well you know he's he's a guy who spent his whole life hiding from his own parents death by death yeah death by building up this massive wealth and he kind of gets humbled by when this little girl who has absolutely nothing steps in and is more optimistic than he ever was and is in the same situation. And so he really takes he takes Annie under his wing. And I, I think it's, for me being typecasted as a dad all these years, I definitely think <laughs> that this is the ultimate dad role that I could have received. And for all the dads out there, for all the parents out there, um, and for myself, like I was talking about, to be able to spread the message, learn learn things about my own self through this, I definitely want to play this right. And I feel like this could be a really moving performance if it's done if it's done correctly. So I definitely feel a sense of duty um, to be, and all the second graders just laughed. I feel like um, <laughs> I definitely feel a sense of duty to to make this character um, or to portray this character correctly. All right, so Nick, that's my little spiel. Okay. I will let you talk about um. I'll let you just talk about, or ask your own questions and get back to where we were earlier. Okay. Well, so Matthew, you know, earlier we were talking about your shows and everything. So you kind of asked me what my favorite show is. I'm kind of interested since you've you've been in the Opelika Theater Society since your freshman year. Yes. So what has been your favorite production so far? That's a good one. Um. There are definitely some that come to mind. I don't. It's hard to really pick one. Midsummer Night's Dream, that was a good the one. only Shakespeare one that we've done, was a. Um, it was definitely the prettiest. I think Almost Maine was very was a very close second, but that one was the prettiest. I think, and that's was that's kind of my most recent, like, I guess closest to the lead role that I've gotten. Um, mm-hmm. And I played a lot of it alongside Caleb Eason, 
who you can go back and listen to his podcast too. Him and Denson Gould were on here a while back. Um, but he, him and I really kind of struck it up and kissed me Kate, which is another one of my favorites. Cause I'll, I'll explain that in a second, but him and I got to play along with each other one last time. And it was really great to him. And I do have a lot of good kind of comedy chemistry. Yeah. Especially, yeah, I'm kind of the straight guy and he is the comedy guy to kind of play off of that. And that's, that's exactly what the roles were. It was King Oberon was the straight and he was the guy who just came in and kind of messed everything up. And that's what drove the plot along. But I just felt like that was a really fun one to do. My costume was really comfortable. If you don't know what, that, what I mean by that, I mean that I pretty much had no shirt on. I let it all flow. Um, <laughs> I had pants on, but they were essentially like baggy sweatpants. It was a really comfortable show to do. Um, <laughs> Little Mermaid, like I was talking about, was really fun just because, really because of the kids. I mean, it was amazing just to sit there on stage. Well, I mean, I didn't have a huge role as King Triton, but again, shirtless. But it was great to be able to look out into the audience and see these kids with their glow wands waving them up and um, just to know that they were having the time of their life. Um, and then, like I said, Kiss Me Kate was fun. Kiss Me Kate was fun because it was the first time and what it's looking like maybe one of the only times that I got to be a true, um, not a dad, I got to be a true comedy guy and it was my job in the show to be the comedic one. Um, along with, like I said, Caleb Beeson, that's where we kind of struck up um, what's been a really good friendship so far. Uh, and everything we did was so stupid. And it was really fun just to kind of let loose and not have to be uptight on stage and just do whatever the heck I wanted to. So I would say when I think about, of course, how can I not say Children of Eden to kick things off, though? That has to be the, the my top one for me because Definitely. Children of Eden just wasn't not necessarily from a show part, but just from an experience. It was great to be around those people. It was amazing to get to do the things that we did and get to go to Lexington, Kentucky. So Children of Eden definitely, I think, takes takes the top spot. Yeah, I could, t- I could agree, but I really liked Chicago. So, I mean, <laughs> it, was, it was really fun. I can fun. definitely see that. No, but um, I just had a question in mind. I forgot I was going to ask you. Um. Let's go two more questions. All right, that's fine. That's fair. Okay, so as an actor, yes, what are your fears of... Do you have any fears of being on stage? Like, what are all your fears of being an actor? The entire time that I've ever, that I've ever done theater, I have never really gotten nervous, you know, like an hour before. Hmm. Um I've always gotten nervous maybe the 30 seconds before we're supposed to go on stage. When you hear that cue line go or you hear the music that you're supposed to go on and play, that's when kind of the nerves hit because you're like, holy crap, it's about to go down. Um, And so that's really where I get nervous. I don't necessarily have stage fright because what I found is the more that I do this – Whatever everything you do on there's so much hectic stuff that you don't see that goes on backstage. Um, moving on to your next track, getting this costume changed, you know, like now, 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 everything goes like that. Um, that once you get on stage, it's almost just robotic. You do your thing, you get out, you move on to the next thing, and before you know it, the show's over with. Which is why, for those of you who are still doing theater, you should really cherish the rehearsal time because you won't get that if you go into movies. Um, you only get that in a theater, in making a, a theater production. 
And that's where all your memories are going to be made. It's not in the shows. I guarantee you that all of my mem that I have I have some memories of the shows themselves that stand out. But every show that I loved, and I think you kind of heard me just talk about it, every show that I loved is in is in the all the relationships that you make behind the scenes. So to answer your question, I didn't. Uh, I re- I know about the whole getting scared on stage thing. Was there any other part to that? The answer is no, not really, because you kind of have to hit that fast track and just go and do it like you've rehearsed a thousand times. Um, was there any other part to that question that I missed? I don't think so. I think okay. you hit them all. All right, let's do one more question, and then we'll wrap it up and get out of here. Okay. Okay, so going to SETC with Children of Eden, would you describe to us like what it was like to be on the Lexington Opera House and performing in the Lexington Opera House? Yeah, that's a good one to end on. Um that was really cool just being you know i didn't i didn't see what it looked like until we walked in there i had no idea what it would look like until we walked in there to kind of play around with sets and stuff but even then i we never got to walk out on stage as actors until it was time to perform um i think techs did for their little tech time to set stuff up but we had no idea what really the stage was going to feel like what the audience looked like um so i think my first thought was just, I mean, wow, this is amazing. Because it was the thing, it was the highest thing that we could achieve as a theater society as far as competition goes. You know, that was it. This was our national championship to go out and compete. This was as big as it was ever going to get. Um, and so to to see that as a freshman, like, this is the top-notch facility. This is what everyone in the Southeast, as far as high school theater, who's involved in this competition, this is what we're all trying to get to. And so I, you know, when when I did my little hop skip out there, my sideways little skip onto stage, um, and saw, like, the three rows of balconies, the red seats, all just the light shining down on us. I mean, I loved every second of it, and I still remember it. And so it was really... It was just a cool experience. Everyone was really, really hyped up for that because it was the first time, and it's the only time that we've ever gone there um, for winning the competition and never been able to be a part of it. So the adrenaline was definitely going for everybody. It was, I don't think necessarily the excitement came from performing. It wasn't like we're performing in the Lexington Opera House. It was more like we're performing, you know, at SETC in front of all these people from all over the Southeast, it was just exciting. I think that's that's the only thing I can really say about it. And that's not really the right word to describe it, I'll be honest, but I don't have a word in my vocabulary to really um, describe what that was like. Yeah, it was an amazing experience. I don't know yeah. that I'm ever going to be able to replicate that again. I think when I'm 40, 50 years down the road and I'm talking to my children and grandchildren and telling them about it, I still think those will be my good old days to look back on and and everything else that I'm saying is just going to be filling now. Uh, <laughs> it was a beyond words experience. It really was. Uh, that's how I'll, I'll put it. What was that like for you? I'll ask you that, and then we'll wrap it up. Because you you were in that. Well, that was you know my let's see sixth so- play sophomore? probably. Okay. So, I mean, it was very. I honestly didn't know what SETC was until we actually won it, mm-hmm. and so I was kind of like, "We're going to what?" <laughs> and didn't realize how big of a deal that was to be going until, you know, everything started happening. And then we got there and it was just like, wow, we're actually 
at our national championship, like you said, like this is our, you know, championship. And yeah. it was it was kind of a great feeling to, you know, be able to perform on a, you know, really big Lexington Opera House, you know, platform kind of thing. And I mean, and, you know, it, it was really fun because there was a, I thought it was cool because, you know, in Kentucky, they have the Noah's Ark thing yeah. and Children of Eden is based around Noah's Ark and all, and, you know, the Great Flood and stuff. And so I thought it was really cool that we could go to Noah's Ark, the replica of Noah's Ark, and be able to learn more, you know, and apply it to our show and, mm-hmm. you know. But it, I, I agree with you. It's really, it's indescribable. I didn't. It was really cool when it started snowing up there, and we were all like, "Whoa!" Yeah, especially with snow. it being the first of March, and at the first of March for down here in Alabama, it's mm-hmm. like already ninety something degrees. So, and I will say, I used to live in a town called Wilmore, a few minutes away from Lexington. So Lexington. That was really cool. Just another thing that adds on to that being just an amazing experience was the fact that I was going back to a town that I had really already fallen in love with and got to even see some people that I hadn't been able to see in a couple of years that were there. So that was really just an amazing experience for me. And I know it was for It really was. Yeah. All right. Well, again, this podcast has all been about pretty much Opelika High Theater. We're talking about their upcoming Annie performance. Uh, we talked with Revel Goldston. We'll probably get him on the podcast at some point later to talk about his life story, since that is what Lifetime is about. It's about telling people's stories. The story that we told this week was the story of the production of Annie. Um, we had Revel Goldston, Sabrina Hansen. Uh, the show was co-hosted by Nick Clark. I'm Matthew Johnson saying so long. That's a very radio ending right there. And goodbye. <laughs> saying so long and goodbye. And, just and go dogs. So yeah, Nick Clark has been the co-host. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson. This is a Lifetime podcast. I told y'all earlier where y'all could find this. Um, also, if you want to support us with merchandise, there's a link in the description of wherever you're at. So go ahead and do that. Alrighty. Well, now, so long. God bless. Bye-bye. And Nick says, go dogs.